Hey, my name is Bill. And my name is Danny. And we are a, a couple, couple of park, park hoppers. hoppers. This past week, we were at Magic Kingdom for the return of Happily Ever After and the reopening of an iconic Main Street eatery. We also made a last minute trip to Universal, squeezing in a few hours at Islands of Adventure before a hurricane and trying CityWalk's newest quick service restaurant. All this and more up next. Let's, Let's hop, hop to it. it. expecting Elsa to show up and she luckily never showed herself nice <laughs> that's exactly the line I was hoping for when I chose this song <laughs> but Hurricane Elsa was supposed to hit Central Florida on Tuesday and Wednesday in the uh, the Disney area and then she kind of veered west over towards Tampa and on the coast and fortunately did not make her way to Orlando basically yeah, we were watching her, the path that she was going to be choosing. And the path was. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I was like. Uh, Where the north wind meets the sea. Which is apparently not Orlando. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like we, we were watching her and, you know, we were like, oh, no, like, what do we need to do? We were getting emails from like our internet provider and our apartment complex and this and that and all of these instructions on what to do the public was, was selling out of water yeah and <laughs> all of a sudden that's when you know yeah that's when you know but the funniest part was it just felt like kind of a rainy week like it had there was no sign of anything you know out of the ordinary other than just yeah Kind of some he like a couple of heavy rainstorms. I was just standing on the porch waiting for her to arrive, and I was saying, "You are the one I've been waiting for." <laughs> and then she never came. She didn't. I'm she glad. You know, honestly, I'm just glad that she didn't show herself. There was a little bit of of gale winds, gale, and a little bit of rain. Yeah, <laughs> but nothing crazy. Yeah, so I'm actually really glad that we didn't have anything crazy because you know we're. You you don't you just don't want to be out there nah. and that's no fun. It is definitely no fun. Uh, but we were we were able to actually uh, do some stuff this week and actually we ended up canceling some plans because we thought Elsa was going to be here and we yeah we didn't want to we didn't want to ruin her plans but she uh she didn't never showed up to the party so yeah, she never showed up and some things never change. So, uh, look at you, <laughs> look at you with that one. She did the next right thing. Oh, oh my goodness! You're Sorry for all these frozen two puns. <laughs> it's such a good movie. It is such a good movie. Go watch it on Disney Plus if you haven't seen it. Uh, but let's talk about a couple things that we got to do this week yeah. and last week. Um, so first off, we actually went to Universal a couple days ago, right before we thought Elsa was going to hit. We thought she was on her way here, and we were waiting for her to show herself. Yes. But we went to Universal anyway, because the forecast was basically no issues, no wind, no rain, no nothing until at least 10 o'clock. Right. And that's when Universal Islands of Adventure was closing. And you and I looked at each other, and we were like, hey, we haven't ridden Velocicoaster in a while. Yeah. And we haven't ridden Velocicoasters with masks off. Yeah. So we wanted to go give that a whirl. 
And it was kind of like this this moment where we were like, oh, well, we have like four or five hours before the parks close. Yeah. And it's supposed to rain the entire day tomorrow, uh, which was Wednesday. So we were like, well, this is like our only moment to be able to go to a theme park this week together for the most part unless we wanted to go like after work and sometimes that's hit or miss and fortunately with our premier annual passes you do get free express once per attraction after four o'clock so we were able to knock out a bunch of stuff and unfortunately velocicoaster is not available for express but we were able to do a couple other rides as well in addition to riding velocicoaster twice yeah so First off, um, going to Universal, we actually never made it to the Universal Studios side. We no. stayed on I- the Islands of Adventure side. The Universal Studios side also closed at 9. I know. I just like going over there. Yeah. I love riding E.T. Well, next time I definitely want to go see the uh, the Nighttime Spectacular over there. Right, right. Yeah. Well, we're, we're, we're definitely going to be going back and hitting that side. But we stayed over at the Islands of Adventure side this past week. Now, the first thing we did when we got there was we went straight over to Velocicoaster. Uh-huh. And while we were there, we actually got to ride it twice during our evening there. And one time we rode it in row six. And the second time we rode it in row one. Yeah. And so the cool thing about Velocicoaster is that you don't you don't have to go up to the front and ask a team member, like, hey, can I ride row one? They actually have a line that's there at the front for you to get into the front row. Right. And so once you get up to the front where they ask you, you know, how many is in your party... There's actually a line against the wall further up that says front row only. Your your wait may be longer, and that if you get out of line into that line, you're guaranteed front row, but you may not get on as quick as you would if you just hopped on from the original line. Right, and so for this, this was the first time we'd been able to ride Velocicoaster without masks on. Yeah. What did you think about this? <laughs> well, I wanted to touch on the reason why I mentioned the masks thing is because after we got off the first time, you said your mouth was so dry because yeah. you were you had your mouth open and you were screaming and, and yelling and laughing. And it's it's really fun to kind of experience that again and, and experience this ride, uh, the thrill level that it has without having a face mask to to hide your your noise and your your emotions. Well, I know I sound like I'm like losing it when I'm on that ride. I like <laughs> laugh with my mouth like wide open, screaming, smiling. It's hard not to with the way how much fun that ride is and the way that ride makes you feel. It's crazy. But yeah, at the end of the ride, I was like, like we stopped and I was like, whoa. And then I like closed my mouth and I was like, whoa. <laughs> I feel like somebody like took a leaf blower and put it into my go? face. Where did you come from? Cotton mouth Joe. <laughs> that was me. That was literally me. <laughs> but it was so much fun to be able to ride it without a mask. And <sighs> I, I will say that one of the things about riding Velocicoaster is you're not necessarily thinking about the mask on your face. Yeah. Um, the only... Except maybe losing it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the, the biggest thing is being concerned about it flying off of your face. Right. And then getting back to, you know, the where you get on the ride and being like, I'm so sorry, my face is naked. Someone get me a mask. Like, but we didn't have to worry about that um, this time. Now, row six was at, so much fun, so much fun. But right before we got on to uh, the Velocicoaster and jumped into row six, I turned and asked you, hey, do you want to get into row one? And you kind of mentioned like, well, uh, I just want to make sure we get on the ride before a storm rolls through. Yeah, exactly. So we jumped on 
And then we ended up going on a second time. And the reason for this was we wanted to ride on row one that day. And since it didn't seem like Elsa was about to make her appearance, which or w- which we thought she was about to do, um, we jumped on the ride again. And we rode in the front row. And guys, oh my goodness. Usually front row for roller coasters is the least intense part of the ride or the least intense place to sit on the roller coaster train. Mm-hmm. But on Velocicoaster, oh man, no, no, no. The fact that you're going so fast and there's so many hills and so many quick drops and that big 151-foot apex uh, top hat structure right, coming out of a 70-mile-an-hour launch, I swear to God, guys, that front row is way more intense than any seat we've sat in so far. The, the biggest tell was that I put my arms up for some of it, and then probably after um, the top hat, I was holding on to my seat after that. Yeah. Now, the other reason I was kind of like overwhelmed is because it did start to rain a little bit at that point. (laughs) And it was like shooting us in the face. And I got this giant raindrop directly into the corner of my eye. (laughs) And the rest of the ride, I was like, oh, my gosh, what just flew in my eye? Yeah. Rain should not hurt that much. But when you're going 60 to 70 miles an hour, rain is not going to tickle. No, it did not. But but it was just like a light rain, too. It wasn't pouring or anything, but even that still stung a little bit. Oh, my goodness. That hurt. Like, that really, like, the rest of I was like, is my eye okay? Like, I felt like, like the rain had punched me in the eyeball, and it was not pleasant. But you know what? I will say that I 100% want to go on that front row with you again. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we haven't ridden back row on Velocicoaster, and I've heard that that's pretty intense as well. But we've ridden basically every middle row you can ride. And front row was definitely more intense than every other middle row. Um, One reason that I thought it was more intense is because I personally got a lot more airtime. I'm 5'10", Danny's 5'-foot-ish. Zero. Yeah. but, and in most of the rows, there's like a device from the seat in front of you that's like uh, that the seat is mounted to that I can actually push my feet against. And when I, and I push my feet against it, it pushes me back in the seat and it kind of prevents me from getting some of the airtime. Whereas in the front row, there was nothing there and I couldn't put my feet against anything. So my feet were dangling the whole time. Oh. And the fact that you go over these humps. And then you you fly down and you, you don't really ever slow down. So you don't like slow down going up the inclines and then go down like like a big thunder mountain type of thing. Right. Um, but when you go up that apex, that top hat structure, you're you're going from the 70 mile an hour launch. So you're actually going up and over that hill at 70 miles an hour and then slowing down a little bit and then getting that that drop uh, feeling. And when you're in the front row, you actually go over that apex and start your descent still going the 60, 70 miles an hour that you are going up that hill. Yeah. So you you get all that airtime going over that hump. And then you kind of dangle looking straight down at that at that drop. And it is it is nuts, guys. It, it's so crazy. And I just have to say that you keep saying something. And in my brain, I'm going, my humps. My humps, my humps, my humps. Velocicoaster humps. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Check it out. But, like, guys, it 
the front row is so much more intense. Um, I will say that I didn't have the same experience with where I put my feet as you did. And I think it's because of our height difference. Yeah. Most of the time when I ride VelociCoaster, I actually um, almost like pull my legs up and tuck them under the seat. Uh-huh. So when I'm upside down, I'm actually holding on with my legs under the seat because my legs are short enough to like almost sure. <laughs> use to yeah. hold on. <laughs> it's your third and fourth arm. Yeah, bas- <laughs> basically. Like, I, I mean, in my brain, I'm like, well, if my arms are, you know, in the air upside down, at least <laughs> if the VelociCoaster ride lets go of me in my head, my legs might help me hold on, which it's, would it's not, not happen. <laughs> it's definitely not going to. It's near. It's actually impossible for you to fall out of that seat just because of the way the gravity and, and the the way that your legs are locked in works. I'm not saying that it makes sense. I'm saying that for some reason, my body always holds on to the well, seat Well, it's your like natural that. reaction, especially when you don't have a shoulder restraint like the Hulk. Right. Um, to feel like you're going to fall out, but you don't. You definitely won't. Right. Also, my legs would not keep me in that seat if anything were to happen. <laughs> I would just fly out like... <laughs> Like yeah. a doll being flung across the room. But let's not think that way. <laughs> right. But the way that how you were saying that your legs dangle, I usually tuck my legs under yeah. and because my legs always dangle. But the reason why I mentioned the legs dangling is because I felt like I got a lot more airtime in the front row and I felt like my butt was off the seat way more than any other row. Yeah. Um, like I said, I really want to go on it again when it's also not raining because I feel like yeah. after, yeah. Um, you know, Elsa punched me in the face. Um, that I I just was a little bit thrown off and I was like, whoa, this is really intense. I can't see out of one eye. This is we're going so fast. Yeah. So I'm really excited to go on again and kind of know what to expect. However, now I want to go front row and back row and I want to <laughs> test that out test out that theory. I don't know if you can request back row. I'm sure you can. Well, I think we'll, we'll try, I guess. I mean, I think that there's not as many people who want the back row. Well, they don't have a like. designated spot for it. Right. But nobody seemed to be asking for it, or at least from what I've noticed every time we went on it. Yeah. But I'm so excited. We got to go on VelociCoaster twice the other night. We got to go on a couple other great rides. Yeah. Um, we did Forbidden Journey. We did uh, Jurassic Park, uh, the ride. We did the Hulk. I want to talk about that real quick. Okay. Um, that was my first time riding Hulk at night because Universal is usually not open late enough for you to ride that ride at night. Right. Uh, but now the parks are, are consistently open. Uh, Un- Islands of Adventure is consistently open just about every night till 10 o'clock now. And uh, the Universal Studios Florida side is open till 9 o'clock just about every night now. If you look at the calendar, obviously that's subject to change depending on um, events and whatever else is going on. But I wanted to kind of touch on um, riding our, our experience riding Hulk the other night because I thought that was awesome riding it at night. The visuals, like not being able to see the track was really cool. Um, however, there was one thing that was really, really noticeably missing, and that was the booming soundtrack from the ride. Yeah, and one thing that I do want to mention is we were supposed to um, wait for 35 minutes because that was the wait time outside. Oh, yeah. And we literally walked on. There was no wait at all. Yeah, and we used our our express for that ride, but the wait time literally said 35 minutes. We got on like 9.50. It was just before the the park was closing. And 
I, I, I kind of think it was to deter people from getting in line. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree. But there was not even a line like in the regular. The regular line. queue was literally a walk on. Like, there's no way that's 35 minutes unless you crawl on your hands and knees all the way to the front of the, the line. Right, exactly. <laughs> but the, but you're right. The thing about not having the music, it was so almost like jarring. Yeah, it was very jarring. And one thing that I felt was that the ride seemed very rickety. Yes. It felt like um like almost the ride was showing its age. Yeah. <laughs> uh because the whole time I was going, "Ooh, I, I feel like I'm about to fly off this track." Uh, it, which is weird because I've never felt like that before on that ride. Um it's because you've never not had the music. It was weird. It was it was very like just I, I didn't like it at all. And I love, I love the Hulk coaster. It's one of my favorite rides in all of Orlando. And there was just a couple of things missing. Like when we were going up that first little incline before the launch, usually you hear like Hulk, he's like, and he like kind of builds up and then as you launch out into the first inversion. But even that didn't happen. And then, is like usually blaring out of the the cool speakers that they added in when they rebuilt the ride. I think it was in 2013. And, and, and that soundtrack wasn't booming and you could just hear every little creak and, you know, it, it, it was weird. And, and it made me not enjoy the ride as much because you were feeling a lot of the the movement from the ride. Like my head was kind of banging back and forth and like I was kind of tensing up and then you're hearing these things. And it just, it was a weird experience on Hulk. It's definitely the weirdest experience I've ever had. For me, it just very much reminded me of going on like a regular roller coaster. Like there's the Superman Krypton coaster in San Antonio. And it just felt like that. Like it just felt like a regular Six Flags roller coaster without the epicness of the music behind it. Right, yeah. Especially because there's no like scenery or anything. Mm -hmm. Like you're looking at, you know, concrete for the most part. Yeah. Uh, But when there's music and epic music at that blaring in your ears you're not thinking like oh you know there's what what coaster on am i on it just feels like an epic moment in a marvel movie right um so it it felt really weird i will also say that after having ridden velocicoasters as many times as we have been riding it now the hulk feels not smooth at all <laughs> like yeah. like it's <laughs> a lot of that has to do with the restraints i've i've found because on velocicoaster it's just a lap pad that comes down over your head and you can hold on and do whatever you want but your your head is never hitting anything and you you don't have to keep your head back and whereas on hulk your your head is kind of always rattling around inside the headrest and you're you're you can't really put your head forward because of the the shoulder restraints Unless you, unless you want your cheekbones to be rattling on that as well. So right. I think that kind of adds to the unpleasant experience. Well, I just also think that if you look at Velocicoaster, it's brand new. It's state of the art. Oh. Like it's... Smooth ob- as a baby's bottom. Yes, exactly. <laughs> or a, a baby raptor's bottom. Um, but for Hulk, when you compare, like after going on that a couple times in the evening and then going on Hulk, the differences are very obvious. 
And um, I feel like they weren't as obvious before. They had Coaster, which is just the best coaster ever. It's so, <laughs> it's so good. It's the best coaster oh ever. And it's a people eater, which is amazing. I never saw that ride. Universal has no capacity limitations right now. Right. And I never saw that ride go above 60 minutes while we were there. It's yeah. amazing. I love that. Because you want to go on that ride more than once. Oh, absolutely. Now, we did go on one other ride. We went on Spider-Man. But one thing that I didn't want to forget that we got to see was uh, we actually got to see fireworks. We did. We did. Now, as I mentioned earlier, Universal Studios Florida side does have a cinematic spectacular fireworks and projection show on the lagoon and the surrounding buildings at 9 o'clock currently. Um, definitely go see that. I've seen it years ago, but I think they've changed it since I saw it. So I definitely want to go back and check that out. But over on the Islands of Adventure side, they actually have a, not necessarily a fireworks presentation, but it's definitely like a light show um, on Hogwarts Castle. Yeah. And we actually got to see that. You can go see the video on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers. It is up right now. And there's a link on our Facebook page as well. Um, But they, this was really cool, and for somebody who's a Harry Potter fan now, and somebody who's a, who's been a Harry Potter fan for a long time, seeing the the magic on Hogwarts Castle, I thought was really neat. Yeah, uh, the only thing that surprised me was I thought it was like a you know a ten fifteen minute show. Yeah, it's like a five minute experience. Granted, that's on me because I didn't know what to expect and I didn't really look it up. Yeah, but I also have been you know, spoiled with things like Happily Ever After, Fantasmic, these like, you know, you sit down for the show and you're there for like the better part of a half an hour. Right. So um, when it was only four minutes, I was like, wait, what? Hang on, what? And But it was like really, really cool to see. I just thought it was like a longer presentation, but I'm really glad that they have it. For sure. Now, I kind of want to explain to you guys how this works. Because those of you who have been to Islands Adventure and to Hogsmeade and in front of Hogwarts Castle, you're like, hmm, that area is really small and really tight. It is. <laughs> and so you're, you're like, how, do, how can you possibly do fireworks there and it not be like a safety hazard? Um, what they actually do is they actually have a holding area um, for you to wait your turn to go see the show. And then they have a viewing area that's actually to the right of the queue um, of... Uh, the I can't think of the the, the name of the ride. Uh, oh, uh, Forbidden Journeys. God. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's to the right and like towards Hogsmeade of the queue for Forbidden Journey. And there's like a roped off, not necessarily roped off, but like coned off area where they want you to view that show from. Right. Um, and then what happens is it's a five minute show. There's some really cool uh, uh, projections, projections yeah. and some pyro, and then it's over. And then they clear that out. And then back in Hogsmeade, they use the right half of the uh, the end of Hogsmeade near Hogwarts Castle, um, just out of view of the show, to hold people for the next viewing. Right. And so when they clear out the, 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 uh, the viewing area for the show, they bring the people from the holding area up, and then they, they start the next show like 15, 20 minutes later. I will say that the um, team members did a fantastic job of keeping people... Um, organized and trying to get the message out. Um, I will say that, oh my goodness, 
I really wanted to yell at some of the guests because <laughs> they were like, please don't run, 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 please don't run. Okay, you can walk. And everybody ran. And I was like, oh my goodness. Y'all yeah. have got to be kidding me. We're going to get there, guys. <laughs> but even like little things, like they would be like, hey guys, you can't go through here. And then, you know, you'd have people who were like ducking under the chains and they'd be like, hello, you cannot go through here. And they'd be like, what are you talking about? And they'd be like, hi, you can't go through here. Yeah. So they have, the team members did a fantastic job of being, you know, so polite, so great at organizing people and also being patient with how, yeah. <laughs> how much people are just not using their ears to listen to what they say. So... I have to give them all the credit in the world for how much patience they have with people. Well, maybe we can help them out here, too. If you if you were visiting Islands of Adventure at night and you want to ride Forbidden Journey instead of walk, instead of watching the, uh, the Hogwarts Nighttime Lights, you can actually get to that queue by going under the Owlery and then going up and around to the left and then getting in the queue because that's where they were sending everybody that was trying to get through. Right. So if you're listening to this and you want to ride the ride instead of watching the Nighttime Lights... Go under the owlery and then go around that way. So yeah, but yeah. Um, we got to see the fireworks, which was really cool for us to see for the first time. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited that that was something that we added to our night. We weren't expecting that, but you know, that's always something awesome as new things or things that they're bringing back that we're able to see because we didn't have our passes mm -hmm. before um, the pandemic right. for Universal. Correct. So these are these things are really exciting for us to see. Now, um, a couple quick things that we want to mention because we've got a, a lots more to talk about tonight. Um, first off, quick service. So much better. Thank you for taking away the worst thing that you ever did. Oh my gosh, <laughs> guys. I can't even explain to you how frustrating it was before to be like, hey, could I get a snack? And it was like, no. No, you have to wait 20 <laughs> minutes in this line 20? just to get a table. Then you had to make an order and then you had to wait 20 to 25 minutes for somebody to bring it out. To 20 you. minutes would have been like generous. generous. <laughs> yeah. um, but now the, the lines are fully back as they were before. You literally walk in and you can, I believe you can still mobile order at some places. A lot of places have eliminated mobile order. Right. But you walk in and there's five or six open registers and you get in line and you pay for your food and then you wait at the counter and you get your food five minutes later. It, it is so much better and they have more tables out inside and outside. There, there's no more hustling and waiting for a table. There's nobody. There's no more major D service to sit you. It is so much better, and Universal did a great job implementing this back. Yes, I'm so glad that we're able to do this be, because, on top of, you know, having a great day, you know, if if you're not able to eat or get something to drink, that can really bring your day to yeah. you know a, a halt. A halt because you don't feel good. Um, but we were able to grab a snack. Uh, when we were there at Three Broomsticks. Well, let's, let's talk about real quick. We tried to do Three, three Broomsticks recently during the, the other thing that we were just talking about. And what was the experience there? Uh, you mean we couldn't. when we were there before? Oh, yeah, we couldn't. So there, was, there was like a 45-minute line just to get inside to get a table. And this was like in the heat of the day. It was so like terrible because... We, we had been kind of like, oh, well, we're going to wait and have something at Universal 
we're not going to, you know, get something on the way or eat at home. We want to try something new. Because Hogsmeade is so tight, that line was literally behind the restaurant and like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, waiting to get in to get a table. Right. In the hot sun on top of that. And uh, when we went on Tuesday night, what we were actually able to do is walk in, order, grab a table and eat exactly <laughs> as quick service yeah. was meant to be. We were in and out done eating in 15 minutes. Right. And what we ended up getting, I know that I've talked about this before, um, the kids meal. Oh, this is such a great recommendation. If you like fish and chips, this is a great, great quick service snack. Well, the other nice thing is they also have other kids meals, but this yeah. one in particular is very, very tasty. Um, so the meal actually comes out to um, under $7 a person. So I think it's like $6 almost. Yeah, if you order the fish and chips kids meal. Yeah, and it comes with a, a piece of fish. A good size too. And some chips, which... Fries. Yeah, some fries. Potato wedges. But um, they're, they're very crispy. They have a great seasoning. They're just cooked very, very well, and they're not too greasy. Yep. It, it feels like actual food and not just like you know sometimes yeah. you get like park food and you're like oh it's just like a burger and fries and now i need a nap yeah. <laughs> um and if you get the kids meal it actually comes with grapes yeah so you get a, little, and a lot of them yeah and you get a little serving of fruit so i mean it's just the right size all part of a balanced breakfast <laughs> mm, fish and chips yeah. <laughs> um but yeah like i i think that's such a great snack the price is right yep also, um, I want to say that the adult meal is somewhere around $16. And I don't know about you guys, but in 94 degree weather, I'm not looking to be full of, you know, fried fish and fried chips. Honestly, for that and fish, though, I'd do it. I don't know. Because that fish was good. But I also think that when you get like the the fruit with it, it kind of yeah. gives it that like good balance of like, I'm not totally super full. Right. Um. But you're right. I could probably eat like a regular adult size meal, but I really, really love doing that because it's the perfect hack to get something delicious. Yes. Now, this, is, this is one thing we really wanted to talk to you guys about. We have to talk about something, guys. And this also has to do with universal, but not quite universal. So one thing that came out recently that everybody was so excited about last month was a new restaurant called bend the bow and this was at universal city walk now when looking at photos when hearing descriptions this sounds absolutely delicious um and we decided for science to go try it so you guys could hear about it now if you're wondering where bend the bow is it is on the second floor of city walk you know up near uh, burger king's whopper bar and moe's uh, southwest bar and grill or whatever it's called um, and it overlooks the, the mini golf course. So if you go up the escalators and you go to the right, that's where Bend the Bow is. I mean, personally, I don't think, I, I, I don't think they could have put it in a worse place. Like it is so hard to find up there. Yeah. Like, honestly, if I wasn't with you and I was like, oh, I'm going to go find it. I don't know if I would have found it. Now, I probably would have given up and gone home. <laughs> now, one thing I, I do want to uh, give Bend the Bow credit they are open till 11 o'clock. That is subject to change, but they are open till 11, whereas the last park right now closes at 10. So if you're looking to walk out of the park and get something to eat, that's a, that's a, that's a spot you can definitely visit. On the contrary, we walked over to the Hot Dog Hall of Fame, 
and we were walking up there, and obviously the, the, the gentleman outside said they were closed. They closed at 10 o'clock. But we were just walking up there just to look at the menu, just to, to see what we could get the next time we were going there. And the people inside were, like, making these gestures at us. No! Like, like, like doing, like, the neck-chopping thing. Like, no! Don't come no! out of here! Like, you have COVID! Go away! <laughs> it's like It was, like, really kind of uncomfortable the way they were like, no, we're closed! I mean, I, it's like, yeah. guys, it's 10.03, relax. I'm just looking at the menu. Like, as if we were going to run up and bang on the windows <laughs> and break them and be like, give me a hot dog! <laughs> it was kind of unsettling. I want a hot dog real bad! <laughs> give me a hot dog! Like, you would have thought that I was about to, like... Break down the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like Hulk. Yeah, but like the yeah, you're right. The way that they were like motioning to us, it was like, hey, hey, can, well, we're I, just gonna look at the menu. I, I looked cool. at him. I was like, okay, all right, I know, I, yeah, I get you. It's cool. Uh, I'm, we, I'm pointing at the menu. We, I lo I'm looking at the menu. We get it. Like we weren't even like near the line. We were just like in the general vicinity. Yeah. The guy at the front told us we were closed, and I said, hey, can we look at the menu? He's like, yeah, absolutely. And I walked down the stairs, and they were like, no, <laughs> don't you dare come over here. We don't care if you want a hot dog real bad <laughs> um but yeah we went to um instead bend the bow yep. and so we're gonna tell you what we had first and then we're gonna tell you what it was like so they do sell two bow buns with the uh the items in it for 11.99 if you want an additional one it's another four dollars and 49 cents and there are eight different versions, I believe, or seven different. Yeah, seven. Just did a quick count of the computer, and I did not count correctly. Uh, there are seven different options that you can choose from. Um, there's a kimchi. Uh, there's a pork belly. There's a duck, a beef brisket, a veggie, shrimp, and a crab cake option for you to get in your bao buns. Now, originally, we were going to get crab cake, shrimp, brisket, and kimchi. Right. Um and they ended up being out of the brisket. Brisket, correct. So we ended up getting two crab cakes because if you know us, you know we love our seafood. Yep. So we were like, yeah, let's get that. That sounds amazing. Uh, we got a shrimp and then we got a kimchi. So we got four bows um, all together. So it was eleven ninety nine uh, for, for two for the two, then four forty nine for each additional bow. And guys, this was probably one of the biggest food disappointments i've had in orlando ever you know what was really disappointing about it though is because when you go to f uh, food and wine or any of the other festivals at epcot that feature anything with a bao bun they're good size they're like not quite a taco size but like probably two-thirds of a taco sure you know, somewhere around there um good size and they're thicker and they're fluffier but these, I swear to God, look like something that you would find at Pim Test Kitchen with that they shrunk and not yeah. not like blew up in a good way. Right. And the thing is, we've tried we always try the bow um at any of the festivals. Oh yeah. We we love trying all the foods at all the festivals. And if anything is has like bow, we'll always try it because we always enjoy it. So this seemed like a no brainer that this was going to be very enjoyable. Right. Um a couple things about these guys. Um, first off, the meats that were in there were very puny yeah. across the board. Yeah. The bao bun was small and the meat was smaller. Yeah. The bao itself, like the little bao bun itself was super small. The meat, even smaller. And on top of that, all of the additional things that you have as um, like lettuce and cucumber. Filler. Filler. 
actually took up probably about 80% of the bow. Yeah. And the thing is, if you're listening to this and going, well, maybe you just went on a bad night. The thing is, for the crab cakes, they had pre-made crab cakes. And they were probably the size of... Like a half dollar. A half dollar. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. So small. It was the smallest crab cake I've ever seen. It was adorable <laughs> if it wasn't going to be so upsetting that we had paid $5 for each of them. Um, and the for the shrimp, they had like two... Two shrimp. Two shrimp. So uh, we were sharing it and, you know, we each <laughs> got one shrimp. Um, way too much lettuce, way too much tomato. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't even think that our, sh- I'm like 99% sure that our shrimp didn't have avocado and I see that it was supposed to have avocado. Uh, yeah, I don't Cause know. Cause I would have remembered being like, oh, that's yummy. It, Cause it has avocado. <laughs> um, so, and then on top of that, the kimchi was one piece, but it was just like, okay. It, it looked like it was like the size of a, um, a boneless spare rib that you would get from like a Chinese restaurant. Yeah. Like it was, it was just like a slight, like a sliver of, of meat. Yeah. And like across the board, it was just not good. It felt like, it felt like in comparison to the bao bun, it felt like the, the level or the, the amount of meat you get at Subway. Yeah. Where it's like you get like the little pre-made little cups of meat and then you're, the rest of the sandwich is 80% lettuce, tomato, and all that. <laughs> That's exactly what it seemed like. And the the most unfortunate thing is Ben the Bow is literally just Bow. Yeah. The Bow can't be bad, but they should have <laughs> called it Ben the Bad, not Ben the Bow. And honestly, that's not okay because on, <laughs> we paid like 20 bucks for four tiny, tiny Bows. Yeah. And overall... Let's just say it had been delicious. I wouldn't have had a problem with that. Let's just say it was like delectable, you know, tiny pieces of bow art. Then I would have been like, you know what? Fine. I paid. It was worth the we money. We tried it once. It was worth the money because yeah. it was amazing. Right. However, this was not amazing. Wildly disappointing. To the point where Bill turned to me after we were done and said, this makes me want to walk over to the Whopper bar because... There I'm was, still hungry. I'm still hungry. <laughs> and that's like, that's not okay for a place that had such a big, you know, all that excitement to do. To do. <laughs> like it's supposed to be special. And if you only do one thing, you need to do it at least semi well, not terrible. So I can say that this is not going to last. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of tucked away upstairs at City Walk. Nobody really knows where it is. There's no signage downstairs that says "Bend the Bow This Way." Um, and if this continues, where the bows are really small and they're not full of what you order, um, it, it's definitely not gonna go well for a long time for uh, for Bend the Bow unless they make some changes, make things bigger, you know, make it more worth the money because this is probably the least value you can get from. From uh, money from food at Universal <laughs> for money. That's like the, the yeah, and the pictures that they have online are very deceiving. Like you can't tell that they're actually small bows. Like so deceiving. Like when I was looking at the little buckets of the, of the two bows, I was like, oh wow, there's two good sized bows in each of those buckets. Like that would be worth the eleven bucks or whatever, and it was not. So these bows are equivalent to like maybe what the samples you get at Costco. So <laughs> yeah. like. Um, but if, if you're listening universal, um, Ben, the bow is kind of embarrassing and I feel like it, you guys 
somebody needs to go back and go, hey, this is a great idea. People love this food, but we have to make it tasty. <laughs> we kid, have to make it worth it. I kid you not, guys. I'm looking at a pint glass right now that I'm drinking out of while we're recording here. And I feel like if I unfolded that the bow bun, it would be the the, the roundness of that top of the pint glass. It if was that. that small. If that. It was really, really small. Um, overall, very disappointing. I was really looking forward to going there. Um, we were going to get a hot dog at the Hot Dog Hall of Fame, but then they thought we had diseases. Um, <laughs> um, but so we ended up going to Bend the Bow, which is something we wanted to do. And I don't know if we'll go again unless they make some significant changes. Uh, before we move on to our um, next thing, yeah, I do want to I do want to ask you how much would do you think that each bow should have cost from what we had? Um, it should have been half of what we paid. I think we should have been able to get the four that we got for like ten, eleven dollars. Yeah, I totally agree. Like I would say two fifty to three dollars yeah, max. Right. And um, one thing I want you guys to also take with you know with what we're talking about is this is coming from people who like to go to festivals at Epcot and pay too much for small portions. <laughs> so this is not a foreign right. idea to us. Yeah. We were kind of expecting something similar. We just. It, <laughs> it was more overpriced than festival um, food at Epcot and uh, basically like the subway version of Bows, like we were talking about. <laughs> so, um, again, we'll see if they stay open. We'll see if they change things. But overall, um, it's a no. It, it was a, a hard pass. Yeah. So, you know what's not like Ben the Bow? What? And, and it is filling when you eat there? What? Casey's Corner is back open <laughs> at Magic Kingdom. We got to go back to Casey's Corner. I finally got the hot dog I wanted real bad. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't practice. Oh, God. Real bad. Real bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, we finally got to go back to Casey's Corner. So, we're going to rewind a little bit. <laughs> because last week, we got to go back to the return night of Happily Ever After at Magic Kingdom. Yes. And one of the first things that we did when we got there was we went over to Casey's Corner. We did. But before that, I just want to give a shout out to two new amazing Disney friends that we met that yeah. night. Uh, we met our friend Nikki on the uh, the boat from the TTC over to Magic Kingdom. She was just there and we got started talking and she was there by herself and we were like, hey, you want to tag along for the rest of the night? And sure enough, she did. And it was really, really fun. And we're so glad she did. And then we met another great friend, Teresa. Shout out to Teresa. Um, she moved all the way from California. She worked at Disneyland and now she works here at Walt Disney World. She's living the dream. And uh, she, it was really nice to meet her outside of the fireworks. You know, we all became friends we, from hanging out, waiting for Happily Ever After. And hopefully uh, going forward, we'll uh, we'll get to hang out with them again. Yeah, I can't wait to see you guys again. We, we really enjoyed spending time with you guys. And I do have to say overall, it is amazing and it feels so good to be able to uh, meet people again. Yeah. And, 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 and that's so nice, isn't it? Yeah. Like I, I forgot how to do it a little bit. Like that was one of the things that really stood out to me that night. Like the, the magical feeling of that night, you know, not only just waiting for happily ever after return and all the emotions that are involved with that, but being able to be around people again. And like there was a, a lady and her daughter to my right while we were waiting that I was joking around with the whole time. And like, it was like a feeling of camaraderie. Yeah. Like we were all there and really happy about it. And not feeling like I had to be like, oh, six feet, get away from me. Like you're scary. Yeah. Like we were all humans again. And that was really cool. Yeah. Well, let's first talk about 
that Casey's Corner. Yeah. So hot uh, the uh, corn dog bites. Yep, yep. So we once we um got to Magic Kingdom, we actually caught a cavalcade, my favorite cavalcade. <laughs> yeah. At like I don't even know. It was like past the time that a cavalcade was supposed to happen. Usually they're done by like 445, 5 o'clock. And we definitely got there after five and it was rolling down Main Street as we rolled in. Yeah. And so we had decided to, you know, order our Casey's Corner. Um, I got a hot dog and some chili cheese fries. She wanted it real bad. I did want it real bad. <laughs> and then um, you got the corn dog nuggets yep. and chili cheese fries. And we yep. both got um, giant drinks. Yeah, and the cheese sauce. <laughs> yeah, there's no option there, though. You don't get just regular size drinks. You get giant drinks. Bucket o Powerade yep. is what I Grand got. Grand Slam drinks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we got those, and we actually sat had to sit down on the wall part in front of Casey's Corner. And... Around that time, it was starting to kind of drizzle a little bit. And guys, before um, we we continue, Casey's Corner was amazing. It was so good to have that again. But while we were sitting there and after we had finished our food, it started raining. Literally, it was raining the entire rest of the night. I have to say, we recorded an episode last week and I was so excited about Happily Ever After. I did not take any of my own advice. <laughs> I did not come prepared. So you can you can thank. Also, we wanted to give a shout out to our friends Jen and Dave that we met at Casey's, sitting underneath that umbrella over there. They were there with their tripod, ready to record the the show, and it was just they 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 were they came prepared. And because of them, you actually got to sit underneath. Uh, the umbrella at one point in one of the chairs and you know we got to keep our bags under the the big umbrella at Casey so shout out to them um but yeah you did not take any of your advice I wore tennis shoes meanwhile got wet. I came into the park with my backpack I know and my waterproof shirt I know and my waterproof hat and my Crocs I know. and plastic bags I know. in my backpack mm-hmm. I came prepared you did not what's wrong with you so Knucklehead. I wore my hair down <laughs> trying to look cute. I uh-huh. I took a shower. My hair was nice and wavy. Uh-huh. And I was wearing an outfit that I thought would look cute. I wore tennis shoes because I didn't do my toes. And I was like, I don't want anybody to see my feet. And uh, what ended up happening was, first off, I brought the smallest umbrella known to man. <laughs> um, I carry it when... I walk Simba. It's about the size of a bow bun. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but I bring it so that if there's any other dogs or anything that I need to like keep away from us, I can open it and kind of block. Get away! <laughs> well, because in San Antonio, you get a lot of stray dogs, yeah. and so I want to sure. be able to block. And so it's actually small enough to keep in my pocket. Yeah. Um, what I will say is it was small enough to cover some of me, but during the entire time we were sitting in front of Casey's corner and it was raining the rain was just dripping off the umbrella down my back and to the point where not only did were my pants completely wet um my shirt got so wet that it just soaked through the back and then soaked all the way to the front (laughs) so and this was still with hours left Uh. I ended up taking off my shoes and so what now everybody saw my feet, um, so it didn't really matter. So I was hopefully not going to get my shoes wet. And then after a while, it was just, there was no point. But again, guys, 
don't be like me. Do as I say, not as I do. Don't make my mistakes. <laughs> it was not fun um, for me to get soaking wet and have to be like that. Do we need to make you sit time. down and re-listen to podcasts after we yes, do them? Yes, apparently. I think we do. I need. I will say that I probably need to make sure that I find like better rain shoes and like just have a couple things that fit in my bag. Yeah. Because I gave all this advice and then I did not prepare properly. None of it. So, <laughs> uh, but I also need to find a good umbrella that fits in a lounge fly. Sure. Cause that was the whole thing. Like, Oh, it'll fit in a lounge fly. Yeah. But anyway, so it's raining guys. We're waiting for happily ever after. And it's still hours away. We're, we're trying to watch the weather. The we forecast earlier in the day was basically, was like, it's going to be clear after four o'clock. And then it just kept raining. For the rest of the day. That's what Florida does. Yeah. It's like, ha. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, But we were just, we waited. We didn't go on any rides. We were just trying to kind of see what the situation that was happening was going on. So, like, basically, are people grabbing spots? Um, yeah, we, we kept kind of peeking over our shoulder towards the hub to see if people were kind of starting to gather, uh, waiting for happily ever after, because obviously they weren't going to let people stand in the, uh, the main street part of the hub, but the sidewalks and the center part near the partner statue were starting to fill up at a certain point. Right. And so I would say around what, what time would you say? Maybe around seven thirty. Seven thirty, we, um, found our spot and, Guys, we had every intention of first off live streaming and second, um, recording a 4K video for you guys to enjoy. With the weather, um, it was almost impossible to be able to do both. Right. Um, first off, because it was raining and we really didn't have enough um, like coverage to be able to safely record both. We also didn't want to be the jerks who stood under umbrellas while we were recording. Right. So we didn't want to ruin any of the equipment that we brought with us either. Right. And on top of that, um, we weren't sure if Tink was going to fly. And second, um, there were so many umbrellas. It would have been really hard to take a good quality video uh, without blocking a lot of people. So it was kind of like that, well, we live here. We can come back another day and get a good quality video without um, all of these additional aspects kind of messing it up so ultimately we decided to do just the live stream on our facebook page which was a great success aside from the first two times that we started it because the service in that area was not great leading up to the beginning of happily ever after i started the stream once five minutes later it said disconnected i started the stream again two minutes later it said disconnected i'm like this is terrible. We're not going to be able to do this. And it's like 9.13 at this point. And the show is scheduled to start at 9.15. Magical panic. <laughs> yeah, right. But once we started the stream, it, there was no issues. I'm sure there was a little bit of lag and a little bit of blurriness. But the music, from what I've heard from everybody that was commenting on the live stream, hundreds of you were there on the live stream. Yeah. Um, we appreciate you guys so much and joining us for that moment of the return of Happily Ever After for the public. Um Overall, I think the stream went really well. So we had some pixie dust on our side because I think that what happened was at the very beginning, people were trying to go live and trying to call like FaceTime their friends. And like there was probably just a surge of people using, you know, the the Internet, the 5G. 
And so when we were first starting to shoot, uh, it just kept kicking us off. Now, the thing is, we never have any issues. So we know it was just because there was so much congestion in the hub. Right. And so once, you know, it actually started, luckily we, we got sprinkled with some pixie dust and we were able to have you guys connected all the way through. And, you know, we're going to we're going to be there for additional events for when things come back. So uh, bear with us. This is all a a learning process for us because there are a lot of people who want to be there and want to, you know, share this with their loved ones. And on July 1st, it was a super special night. It was the return of Happily Ever After for the public. It was the first time in 16 months we had gotten fireworks at Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Um, And so we wanted to bring you guys there with us. And so focusing on the live stream, I thought, was a really good idea. And you can actually rewatch the live stream in really, really good quality on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers. Um, and you can actually watch the video that was saved on our phones from the live stream that's actually really, really good quality. So go check that out. If you listen closely, you can hear me ugly cry. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. <laughs> no, you're, you're not kidding. Well, let's talk a little bit about what it was like to be there. Um, I think we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier that the the fact that it was the crowds were back and there was so many people gathering and close to each other, which still kind of feels taboo at a certain point yeah. right now. But you know we're fully vaccinated and we're, knock on wood, we're entrusting that the people who are not wearing their masks are also fully vaccinated. Um, there's no way to tell that. But... You know, the people that we talked to, like Nikki and Teresa and the the young lady and her mom that were ne- next to me and Jen and Dave, like it was really nice to be able to interact with people who are really excited about this thing that we were really excited about. Yeah. And one thing that when you go and watch that video, you you'll probably notice um, there was just this feeling of like, wow, we've waited for this for 16 months. Yeah. Um, we finally have fireworks back on like at the castle. We're finally able to watch fireworks again at Magic Kingdom. And the cool thing was throughout the show, people were singing and cheering and crying. And it was almost like everybody there was feeling some sort of similar emotion. Yeah. Um, Now, I will say that Tink didn't fly, which was kind of a bummer, but... The weather was terrible, so we know why she yeah. didn't fly. Because that that tink moment where you know the you can fly, you can fly, you can fly, and she flies from the top of the castle. It is probably like the biggest pop moment and the biggest emotional moment of that show. Right. And for the first night back, it would have been like overwhelmingly emotional for that to happen because everybody just kind of screams in excitement and everybody's just waiting for that moment. And sadly, like Danny said, it didn't happen, but uh, overall the show was just, it it felt so good to be standing there watching that again. Yeah. And I will say that um, after the show, it was very overwhelming to leave. (laughs) Like um, I have not been in a crowd that big in, I don't know, a year and a half yeah. ma- at least. And so... But it also wasn't super packed like pre-COVID firework nights either. Right. It, it wasn't like shoulder to shoulder. It was like a few feet here and there. Like it wasn't... We could move. Sure. But it, it's more like when you haven't been in a crowd like that right, in right. so long, it feels like a crowd. Yeah. Um, but 
I'm so glad we went. We're going to be going back. I want to see it as much as I can. Actually, um, my hope was to go back multiple times this past week, but Elsa kind of threw, you know, a wrench in the gears because I really wanted to go back and maybe do another live stream, get a a 4K video. Um, I get off of work earlier so I can make it down there. Mm -hmm. But um, I really didn't want to go down there and just keep having the same thing happen. So I I really wanted to wait until we had some nicer weather. On top of that, we're so excited to see Epcot forever when we get to go do that. So as Elsa continues to move away from Florida, we're going to get another chance to go do those things. Absolutely. So one more thing we just kind of wanted to touch on real quick. There's some some really exciting news uh, that's coming out of Walt Disney World. First of all, the capacity has been increased again. We do not have a percentage. Um, We are we were told that it was previously around 50 percent. Right. But we don't know what it is at right now. But because of the capacity increasing, the park passes are much easier to get now, especially for annual pass holders. They're basically free reign. And that is amazing news. Uh, we're, we're finally getting the things that you were kind of promised when you signed up for the, the top level annual passes, be able to right. go whenever you wanted, um, which was kind of a lot of trouble for a while. You know, it was really tough to find park passes. You know, eventually you would find them if you kept trying and trying and trying and trying. But it was really tough to find, especially for places like Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom. Right. Um, so it's really exciting that to see that capacity is increasing. Things are getting back to normal. And because of the capacity increases, we're getting the rest of the resorts back open by the end of the year. And that's super exciting. We have specific dates for six of the resorts. Hey, mom, if you're listening, I'm so excited to tell you this. <laughs> <laughs> so in just about 11 days from now, Disney's Polynesian Village Resort will officially reopen to the public. It has been open for DVC members, but it will reopen for the public. August 25th, Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge will be reopening officially. And then September 16th, 2021, Disney's All-Star Music Resort. I've stayed there a million times in my day. Uh, October 14th, just after the 50th anniversary starts, Disney's Port Orleans Resort Riverside will be reopening. Uh, Two weeks later, October 28th, Disney's Port Orleans Resort French Quarter will be opening. That's Danny's mom's favorite resort. Yeah, so she's been going Art of Animation, but I think that after uh, October 28th, she may have to swing into Port Orleans, which is like her home resort. Absolutely. And then finally, last but not least, the last resort to open... uh, to make all the resorts fully open at Walt Disney World, December 9th, 2021, Disney's All-Star Sports Resort will be reopening. So as of December 9th, all of the Walt Disney World Resort hotels will officially be reopened and we are getting back to normal. So overall, guys, as you can see, even with um, Elsa making a visit here, or at least kind of swinging by, we've been very, very busy and you know, trying our best to go to all the parks and try new things. Um, We are so excited to be also trying all these new places, trying new food, and just experiencing these things as they come back to us. Um, You know, overall, all of these things are such good signs 
that we are headed in the right direction. And every time we get something that comes back to us, it's just so exciting. And Bill and I were talking last night. We have a lot of things planned for this year. We're so excited about the 50th. There's new exciting things coming to Disneyland. There's new things coming to theme parks all over the world. So we over here at a couple of park hoppers hope that you guys are just as excited to be experiencing everything with us. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all other podcast platforms. Be sure to follow at Park Hopper Show on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and now join over 10,000 people following us on TikTok. Head over to youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers and subscribe to our ever-growing channel for theme park videos and more. For easy access to all our content and to visit our merchandise store, visit a couple of parkhoppers.com. And until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you around, around the parks. parks.